welcome to the Mom Life Simple Nutrition Podcast. This podcast is all about helping you to end the overwhelm of the weight loss industry. I'm Laura, a registered dietitian and mom. I'm super passionate about coaching moms to lose weight for good. I'll be your coach, helping you to keep it simple so you can lose weight, keep it off, and be your best you. Welcome to this week's episode of Mom Life Simple Nutrition. I hear a lot of people talking about exercising to lose weight, but is it really this simple? Can you just eat less and move more to lose weight? Today's episode is going to be covering this idea, what exercise types there are, and what you should be doing. Make sure you stick around until the end because, of course, I've got my tip of the episode for you. It's about setting a SMART goal, which you know that I love to do. All right, let's get started. Eat less and move more. You hear it all the time. It's reported by the diet industry a ton. People talk about it. It's very common in the health world. It is this simple and It's not that simple. It's more complicated. Essentially, what I mean by this is in order to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. That's where the simplicity is. It's simply a calorie deficit. And this is what all diets and fad diets and everything all have in common. They all put you into a calorie deficit in different ways. However, weight loss does not occur in what would be considered a vacuum. It doesn't occur in a linear fashion. It's really not that simple. You can't just, you know, be in a calorie deficit and expect to be losing weight. So this is why it's not that easy to lose weight. The diet industry exists and is a multi-billion dollar industry because people lose weight and gain it back or they struggle to lose weight and then they look for an easier way to do it or they need somebody to help them or they want a quick fix. That's where it becomes a much more complicated concept. And it's more than calories and exercising affecting your ability to lose weight. Other things affect this, like your dietary composition, your exercise, your sleep patterns and habits, your stress levels, your body composition, genetics, your previous weight loss history, so attempts to lose weight, and you know, have you fluctuated or stayed the same weight for the majority of your life, and much more. If you've listened before, you know that I talk a lot about the fact that you're an individual and everything that you do needs to be individualized to you so that you see the most success and so that you can maintain it over the long term. And this is where all these extra factors come into play. Yes, eating less is important. And yes, exercising is important. They are both important. But you need to make it sure that it's individualized to you. When we're talking about initially losing weight, diet, I would say, is the more important factor. You don't necessarily need to exercise at the starting point in order to see weight loss. So what you're putting in your mouth is 100% more important than what you are doing at the gym or whatever you're doing for your physical activity, exercise, movement in your everyday life. What happens then is once you get to your goal and then your goal changes to maintaining that weight loss, this is where exercise becomes quite imperative. 
Obviously, diet is still very important in maintaining your weight loss, but what research shows is that this is where the exercise factor really kicks in. It's really important that you are maintaining your level of activity in order to see that weight maintenance stay steady. And I've talked about it previously, but there is a weight loss registry and it's people who sign up for a registry and, you know, they send them questionnaires and they track their behaviors and their long-term weight loss. And it's essentially people who have successfully lost weight and kept it off for an amount of time. You know, I think it's like a minimum of a year or two up to you know, 15, 20 years of maintaining a significant amount of weight loss. And what they find amongst all of these people who are successful outside of like lots of other things, but when we're talking about this topic, is that all these people maintain a reasonably moderate to let's say high level of activity in order to maintain the weight that they have lost. Like the old saying, weight is lost in the kitchen, health is gained in the gym. Okay, so now let's talk about a little bit more about exercise in more detail. I use the terms exercise, physical activity, and movement sort of interchangeably. I'm not going to go into like the nitty gritty of what the real difference between them all is because like that's not my specialty. But as a dietitian, I am allowed by my, you know, regulatory body to help you set goals around physical activity and make recommendations in regards to what you're doing for movement. I don't create a program for you. I don't suggest specific workout regimens, but I can, you know, direct you towards resources and help you set activity, exercise, movement goals when I am working with you. So that is within my scope, what we call our scope of practice as dietitians, but by no means am I an expert in terms of physical activity. This includes, you know, exercise, physical activity, movement. It includes everything from aerobic exercise, cardio, weight or resistance training, and core training. I think that as women especially, we get pigeonholed into feeling like cardio is the most important thing that we should be doing. Like we need to go for a run. We need to get on our Peloton bike and like bike for an hour. We need to climb up the, what are those called? The, um, the stair climber at the gym, all those types of things. But what is happening now, I see it more from people who specialize in the fitness world is a movement away from cardio only for women. And realizing that what is more important, maybe not more important, but very important is the resistance, the weight training and the core training is very important for fat loss. Previously, I think a lot of women we're not doing this because, you know, you don't want to bulk up. You don't want to like be all muscular. That's not what a lot of women are going for. If that is what you're going for, then that's fine. But that's not really the goal for most women, I would say. And so I think a lot of women avoided this. But what we're finding now is that this is actually really, really important for helping you lose weight. And it, it should almost be focused on a little bit more than just that cardio activity alone. You need to do a combination. You can't do any one type of exercise by itself and see long-term success. 
So you need to start off with things like getting daily movement and then adding in some weight or resistance training and making sure that you're always challenging yourself at whatever level you're at. It's also important to remember that you need to manage your metabolism as you lose weight because as you begin to lose weight, what happens is your metabolism will decrease because you lose fat, you lose muscle, of course, as you're losing weight. And so with that lean tissue loss, your metabolism does decrease. Now, don't fret as I say this. You, this is why we need exercise to maintain weight loss because when you build new muscle tissue, it can help offset this decline in metabolism that we see with weight loss. Thinking of it like a furnace, right? So if your muscles are like a furnace and you're always stoking, let's say you're you're like old school furnace, you need wood, and you're always stoking your fire, so you're always doing something that is helping your muscle furnace, you're always burning the fire in order to keep your body warm, which helps keep your metabolism. Your metabolism is that fire that is constantly burning. I hope that makes sense. What should you do and when should you be doing it? This is a common, common question. And really, there's no right answer. My biggest answer for you in this scenario is do what you enjoy and when you can make it work. Seriously, there's no point in doing an activity that you hate because you're not going to keep doing it. If you are you bought a Peloton bike and you're freaking getting on that Peloton bike and every time you hate it, well, that's probably not the thing that you should be doing in order to help you lose weight because it's going to be really hard for you to maintain that habit over the long term, like years long term. So finding something that you enjoy, you don't need to love it, but you don't want to hate it either, is really, really important to long-term success. So really finding something that you like is the most important thing, I say. And because as I talked about, women inherently end up doing more cardio activity. So it's also important to find some kind of like weight or resistance training that you enjoy and is challenging. I'm not saying that you need to be going out and buying yourself a set of, you know, 50 pound weights or going to the gym and lifting up all these heavy weights. There's a lot of resistance and core training that you can do just using your own body weight, which is the concept behind Pilates and yoga. When should you be doing exercise? When you can do it is when you should be doing exercise, when it works for you. Do you love getting up first thing in the morning and exercising? Then do it then. Do you hate getting up in the first thing in the morning and exercising? Then don't do it then. Do it in the evening. Seriously, pick when is the best time for you and just do it then. It doesn't matter. Fitness people who say like, oh, this is the best time. This is the best time. The best time is when you are going to do it. And that is the best time. Don't listen to what other people say about this. You have to decide what works for you. And the key here, as you know, is the longevity factor. So if you're doing something that you hate at a time that you hate, then you're not going to keep doing it. Don't take away your sleep, for instance, in order to add in some exercise. We got to rework your day a different way in order to add it in somewhere else. It's more important to get it done than worrying about the time that you're doing it at. The other caveat to this is it doesn't matter in terms of eating, you know, like fasted cardio and like doing all of this. 
We can work to move your eating habits around your day and what you're doing in order to benefit your activity levels. And this is what I'm going to talk about in next week's episode, when you should eat in terms of when you exercise, should you eat before, should you eat after, should you be having a snack, should the snack be protein, should it be carbohydrate, should you have a meal, etc. I'm going to go over all of this in next week's episode so that you can make it work for when you are working out and your eating habits. Ultimately, the takeaway with exercise and weight loss is that generally the majority of the population are not moving or exercising enough. There, of course, are physical activity recommendations, and most people don't meet them. So while there's no one-size-fits-all approach that works, it's likely that everyone could benefit from increasing their current activity level. This brings me into my tip for today's episode. So my tip this week is super simple. All I want you to do is think about your current activity level. What are you doing movement-wise? And that includes everything. You know I love walking. So that includes walks around your neighborhood, walking to drop your kids off, walking on the treadmill. Think about everything that you're doing in terms of exercise and physical movement each week. And then think about how you can increase it by 25% this week. That's it, just 25%. Where can you add a little bit more movement? Where can you extend your walk? Can you do a 15-minute yoga video instead of a 10-minute yoga video? What works for you? And then I want you to just set a smart goal around whatever that looks like. So if that's adding, you know, an extra 20-minute walk one day a week, then you're going to set a smart goal. I am going to go for a walk Monday, Wednesday, and Friday this week for a minimum of 20 minutes. I'm going to do it before noon. I'm going to listen to a podcast while I do it, etc. Make it specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and put a time-bound marker on that SMART goal. That's it for today's episode. I went over the importance of cutting calories and increasing your physical activity but making sure that you don't listen to blanket recommendations. Think of yourself as a unique individual and pick what works best for you. Next week, I'm going to cover eating and exercise like I mentioned already. When should you do it? How much should you eat? What should you be eating? I'll do it all in next week's episode, so make sure that you stick around for next week's episode. If you want the episode delivered directly to your inbox, then shoot me a message on Instagram at Simple Nutrition Mom, and I'll make sure that you're signed up for my email club. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. As always, if you love this episode, I'd be really grateful if you'd share it with a fellow mom friend. If you want to chat with other moms who are on the same weight loss journey as you are and get extra training, question and answer, and recipes, then please join my free Facebook group, Mom Supporting Moms with Weight Loss. The link is in the show notes. And don't forget, I changed my name on Instagram from at lauraveweightlosscoach to at simplenutritionmom. And I also created a new TikTok account. So if you are on TikTok and you are not following me, then please join me over on TikTok as I learn this whole new crazy social media app and try to keep up with those young Gen Zers. It's the same as my Instagram handle at simplenutritionmom on TikTok. All right, that's it for today's episode. I'll chat with you again next week. Bye for now, mama.